Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With Monty and Pharaoh, the Monty and Pharaoh show. Monty and Pharaoh, bro. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. The Monty and Pharaoh show. And you're watching the Monty and Pharaoh show. Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. And Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, is it Monty and the Pharaoh? Yeah. Monty and Pharaoh. Da- the Monty and the Pharaoh show. Monty and the Pharaoh. To the Monty and the Pharaoh show. And it's Monty and the Pharaoh, baby. Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh. What a run! Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. 
Hey, cut the fucking music. When you want the best in professional wrestling, Long Island, there's only one place you're going to get it. Right here, Monty and the Pharaoh. <laughs> now, that's not just the coolest, and that's not just the best. That, my friends, is just <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Monty and the Pharaoh. You've got the future Hall of Famer, that rocker, Marty Jannetty, MJ in the house, and I'm sitting here with two more future Hall of Famers, Monty and the Pharaoh. We're doing that stuff and we're going to rock it. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast at our new home, Indie Music TV, here out of Laurent Concomo, Long Island. I think after this week, we're not going to call it our new home, right? No, it's home. It's finally home. Yeah, right? we're good. Yep. Good. We here. Um, I want to recognize the producer at the board, Matt. Matt, how you doing, my friend? Hope all is well. Thank you. Good. Thank you, buddy. To my right is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm hanging in. What's going on, partner? How, how was your weekend? Yeah, fine, from what I can remember. I can't remember too much. Uh, hitting the whiskey again, sorry. It's supposed to keep us clean from COVID. Leave me alone. How much whiskey do you don't? I, I would like to know. Started. I want to know. Do you really want to know? I, I want to. Right. I want to. Uh, well, in general, it's wanna. not horrendous because, you know, it's in control. It's not like I grab the keys and... Go for a ride or, you know, menace the neighborhood, although I'd like to. Um, I think I maxed out on seven shots of Wild Turkey 101 about two weeks ago. That how, was... how many shots does it take you to get lit? Wow, good question. Depends on the proofage. You know, some stuff is higher proof than others. Uh, I tend to go 100 and over proof, so I drink the real gasoline. Um, I'd say three or four, and it's like, hey, yo. Enter, oh, so hey, let me, let yeah, me ask, enter hey yo territory. So I drink you know? wine, right? Yeah, and I only usually do it on the weekends. But yeah, it takes about a bottle to knock this fat out. I, of I believe that it would take is, you a bottle. So yeah. does a bottle? Would a bottle take you out? Interesting. I haven't tried. I'll let you know. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. In? I'll do the Scotty thing from Star Trek. I'll let you know. I'll let you know, you know? Scotty. Yeah. I want to thank the uh, band that does the theme song for Monty and the Pharaoh, Aqua Cherry. The theme song is Straight to the Top. Also catch their other songs, Yes, Yes, Forever and Seasons. Aqua Cherry's music can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Reverb Nation, or where music is sold, and maybe indie music television sooner or later. Sure. Also want to thank our other band, Wisteria Hall, Lead singer, none other than our star of the show, Jimmy Farrow, and his partner, Bart Griggs. Right. Uh, Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, hmm. which is the closing song for Monty and the Farrow. Correct the Mundo. Not far behind. Correct the Mundo. And uh, you can catch them on Spotify, yeah. iTunes, Reverb Nation, or yeah. where music is sold. Yep. Monty DeFaro could be seen on YouTube, where you're watching us right now, Facebook Live on the Monty DeFaro homepage, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, and RTF Sports Network. Every Friday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. drive time, the Anchor Show of RTF Network. Sweet. Channel 115 every Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m. And for the early risers on Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. 
Hey, Matt, you, you're you going to be a star on television. Did you ever think? I never expected to be on television before. <laughs> well, you are now. Well, you are now. Your name rolled down the credits on Cablevision this week, so it's too late to worry about it, kid. Strap in. Unbelievable. Nice. Uh, I want to talk about some of our upcoming shows. Next week we have WWE Hall of Famer Mr. Tony Atlas in studio. Nice. Tony first will be doing a virtual meet and greet. Uh, you know, Holy since we're in age. these COVID times, yeah, what's, right? How's that? Where you can't meet the pro wrestler. Man, so, uh, like, we're putting him up in like a pod and like you know floating him into orbit. He's going to be on the computer. Tony space? will answer the fans' questions oh. and sign autographs. And you can go to our oh, partner wow. ESS Promotions. Oh, and, very good. Uh, no, you know, no BS. No BSS with, with ESS. ESS. No BSS. Now you sound like me. No uh, BS with ESS. And then right. and then Tony will be in studio uh, at 9 p.m. next week on Sweet. Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. And on June 4th. We have none other than the WWE's own Johnny Photo in Johnny studio. Johnny Photo. Johnny is. Uh, I feel like I know Johnny Photo. You think you might? I think I might. Johnny. Johnny is Photo the, rocks. Is in charge of photography for the WWE. Sweet. I'm sure he'll be able to tell some good stories. That's, right. That's amazing. I mean, you, that's going to be you great. You and Johnny go back a long oh, way, right? Think? Oh my God! Holy Verley Park. John. <laughs> Holy Verley Park. Unbelievable. Ay, ay. Oh boy. Uh, Jimmy and I would like to take a moment to show the respect for the people who have lost their lives oh, and the this. people who watch are on this. the front lines during the time. There we go. Oh, there we out go. off. Good go. job. Go. Watch this. All right. We're back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Jimmy, we're going to have like a kind of... A tribute type of show today, kind I of? guess, considering. Kind of. Um, okay. This uh, means unfortunate things have either we, happened recently or in the past around this time of year. Ugh, what do you got? It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing all the sad news that hits, you know, forget about everything that's going on in Does wrestling. Does profession ever get a break? I wonder about that. There's always something bad happening, like uh, just a few days ago. Why don't you fill us in, Mike? Uh Pro wrestler Shad Gaspard uh, body was found, I believe, yesterday. Um, everybody knows the story. He uh, went out swimming with his son, got hit by some massive riptides, and uh, this is after they just lifted the COVID, uh, you know, whatever restrictions. Correct. And uh, you know, lifeguards came out. From what I understand, uh, Mr. Gaspard pointed to the lifeguards to take his son in. And then he got hit with a pretty major wave, and uh, his, you know he disappeared. Right. And unfortunately, uh, I know we were holding on for hope. You know, maybe there was some sort of a miracle, but yeah. unfortunately, uh, the body washed up yesterday. He lost his life. Mm. So, Jimmy, I'm going to ask you a strange—well, not a strange question, but coming from you, it's never strange. What do you got? Many people talk about what a hero he is, right? Sure. Would you call him a hero or a father? I'd call him both. I think he has enough of a track record. I don't recall him ever getting in much trouble. I could be wrong, but from what I've read in the past, I don't recall him being in trouble. Uh, the two things that he publicly seems to be remembered for are both heroic acts. He stopped a robbery, didn't he? Didn't he, like, take a gun out of someone's hand and, and, and 
prohibit a robbery in from 2000, happening? In 2016, he stopped a potential robber in Florida at a convenience store. Yep, you are correct. And I'm not sure if I can, you know, because the accounts are all very fresh and new, and I've read different articles, but I heard he actually pushed his son physically forward to get him closer to the rescuers and, and yelled, save my son. Come on. Great, great father, obviously, put his child first, and they, definitely a hero. Definitely a hero, you know. You know, Oy. it's a, Thir- what was he? Thirty nine. Thirty nine uh, years come old. On. And really? uh, great shape. Uh, yeah. Right? Oh yeah. And it's it, it's it's yeah. funny how God's uh, we you know can uh, I don't like, know I don't you know. can't take on Mother Nature. It's no. like and I'm not saying he was taking on Mother Nature. But I'm trying to say a guy that size and right. You know the water and the waves. Right. And, uh, I got to admit, uh, what was he? 150 feet out? Did they say or something like that? Have you I, ever I gone heard, that far I, out? Honestly, I heard. Again, I I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Okay. I heard he wasn't that far out. I, read I heard it was maybe eight feet of water. Well, it could be that, but if he's 150 feet out from what I read, that's that's pretty that's pretty far. You know, you're you not know? much of, you're not much of a beach guy, right? No, but I used to be a good swimmer until I started developing ear problems. So I just don't. Uh... Did you ever swim in the ocean? Sure. Did you ever get ripped, like taken out? You know what's hilarious? Like undertow? Uh, if, if I can tell you, one time I went to the Caribbean and they were doing a scuba excursion. I was in my 20s at the time. Thank God I didn't try this nowadays. Right. But you literally had to be treading water. They gave you nothing to hold on to. They gave, You're like, you know, you're doing a scuba. I, I think I had to stay like above water and active without sinking from exhaustion for like an hour almost. Right. And I thought about like halfway through, man, I can't even take this. You know, and we were we were out pretty deep in the Caribbean Ocean. It was it was pretty interesting. I remember one time when I was younger. You, you know, I was you know at the beach, and you get you get kind of yanked out. You don't realize you're getting yanked out so right. far, and then before you know it, you're you're in a little bit of danger land. And if right. you're not a super swimmer, it's, right. Uh, and right. from what I understand, uh, in this particular situation, the waves were awfully rough. Right. And uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned about the whole COVID thing. You know, they had just opened a beach. Mm-hmm. You wonder if the beaches were open, if they would have even went out that day you right. know, with that kind of... No. Because you know, people so he wouldn't have gone. crazy he to went, get out, right? He went because they lifted their family. the curfew. Yeah. I mean, is it their fault for lifting the curfew? Really, we're going to start doing that? No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Uh, this was just a horrible, horrible thing that happened, you know, to a good human being from what it completely seems like, so... Did you, hear, did you hear rumors that the WWE were going to try to bring back crime time? No. I had never heard so that. So false rumor, you think? I have no idea. The, I, it all depends on where it came from. To wrestle the street profits. Interesting. That would have been interesting. Uh, again, I don't know how true it is, but it just, it just, it's just a terrible situation. Yep. With that, I'd like to take a commercial break. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York. Um, dark side of the ring, Jimmy. Yep, here we go again. The, uh, I understand that you caught the um, Owen Hart one. The Owen Hart. Uh, so how slanted was the angle this time? So let's talk. Hart died in May May 23rd, 1999, due to injuries suffered following an equipment malfunction. 
at the Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri, um, at the Over the Edge pay-per-view. Dark side of the ring. So, my evaluation. Shoot. Wife loses her husband. Right. Kids lose their father. Sure. Lots of anger. Logical. Makes lots of sense. Okay. Um, I felt it was tremendously slanted, and it almost annoyed me to a point. Okay. What, what was it about it that bothered you? I just, I feel that, yes, terrible situation. Is the WWE responsible? Absolutely. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Sure. You know, also, look, you know, Martha Hart claimed that the WWE used the wrong hook or the wrong equipment. Okay. Right? And it was a quick release hook because they wanted to make it more impressive. So when he came down to the ring, you know, he could, you know, unhook himself. But, you know, if you look at what went on or what the the court case shows is yeah. that you know the the makers of the hook um actually paid the WWE 9 million dollars so, of the 18 million that they paid Martha Hart so which says to you that there was a problem with that hook there had to be right there well there had to be so i guess my question to you Farrow, is is this Martha Hart gets $18 million from the WWE. Yeah. She takes the money. Sure. Right? Settles mm-hmm. out of court, takes the money. Does she have a right to be mad at, not not mad at Vince McMahon, but does she have a right to blame him for the death of her husband to the point that she's at? Right? We've got to remember something. Her own, the, own, the Hart <coughs> family themselves, huh. right, actually were trying to convince her not to sue the WWE. Right. Right. Obviously, they had a working relationship with the WWE. They felt there was going to be an uncomfortable situation. Right. Thoughts? I find it very interesting how other family members who are wrestlers and know that their business could be affected in the future with Vince McMahon after, the, after this horrible tragedy are like, yo, Martha, there's a much bigger, more complicated picture going on here. Mm-hmm. Cool out. Right. I, we totally get it. What you, I can imagine all the tears that have been flowing in that family over the years, whether it's Brett, whether it's another brother of Owens, whether it's Martha, you know. I'm sure that they've dissected this with arguing, arguing behind the scenes with the family for years. I just feel at this point, I wish Martha would remember Owens' legacy was he was a wrestler. Put him in the Hall of Fame. So they put, put, they put him put, in the Hall of they Fame. Portray, with the, they portray this as really Owen didn't want to be a wrestler. What? Yeah. What? He, How? He wanted to be a regular How guy. How could you portray that he didn't want to be a wrestler? See, now I'm, I regret not catching it yet. Well, How do he you... does say it. He says it in some of the videos. How well, he like didn't to maybe want be... to be a wrestler? Nah, just like he wanted to become a normal person and be a fireman or be whatever. And okay. Which is fine. I get it. He didn't like to travel, right? Right. Got young kids. He's traveling 200-something days a year. How many years was he a wrestler? He was on the road for years and years and years. If you don't like it that much, then step back and become a fireman. I'm confused. That confuses me. I, He's a heart. There was something else he wanted to do. They all wrestle. That's what they do. Here's another. Here's another. And they were great at it. Owen was amazing. But here, here's, here's another thing, right? Okay. Brett. The Montreal screw job. Yeah. Right? He leaves. We right. all know what went on with the Montreal screw job. Okay. Owen 
right? The WWE offers him a pretty lucrative contract to stay. Right. And he stays, and he That's signs right. on. Right. I would I would wanted to be a wrestler. This was Owen's life. I, I feel like, and you know what else gets me a little confused? I could have sworn the stories that really happened was, is when the tragedy happened, Vince talked to every wrestler in the locker room, fresh off what had just happened, and said, does anybody here feel like they can't continue on tonight? Does anybody want to not do this right now? And not a single person said no. So I'm <clears throat> I'm really not sure. Jr. during this, uh, you know, dark side of the ring, makes a statement that you know he felt like the show should not have gone on. Should not have. Right. Did Jim say anything? Did Jr. say anything at the at the, at the moment? Did he speak up? Because that's not documented anywhere. And if it is, I haven't read it. My my apologies. Well, well, again, I thought it was really skewed towards like Vince McMahon's the devil. Right. And Vince McMahon did this and did that. You know, they, they, they push in the deal that he wanted to move the court case to Connecticut. Right. Right? So almost like, oh, he wanted to get out of Missouri because he wanted to go to Connecticut because that's his hometown. And he's big time in Connecticut and he'll win that court case. No. There, he wanted the WWE... Uh, in, he did that to get at the equipment company. That's correct. That's, exactly. That's what he did exactly to, to get the right. From the equipment company, because you know what makes me really crazy. Does anybody really, really think? Because I don't think this. And if I'm wrong, whatever. Because it is all speculation. At sure. The go ahead. If anybody thinks that Vince McMahon did not shed private tears over Owen Hart's tragic death, I'm sorry. I think they're wrong. I think that this destroyed Vince on the inside. I think that it, it hurt him bad. I don't, I don't know what Vince... I don't but, know... But when you just portray Vince as this monster... Right. And by the way, to Vince's defense, Vince never talks. Vince doesn't have to talk. Mm. Good for you, Vince. Let people talk shit about you. You don't have to answer this crap. Okay? But it always comes across as, oh, he's a piece of crap. He's this, he's that. Do you really think he did not have a private breakdown over the death of one of his wrestlers who he clearly loved over the years and pushed. He loves the family. He's got to run, you know, short it with problems. But man, he had a deep relationship with those people. He's got no feelings. He never he never had remorse over it. What, what the hell, man? He's a human being. And when he passes on, most of these people who've been throwing crap on him are probably still going to throw crap on him. He's a person. He's also the finest wrestling promoter mind that ever came across. He's Ringling Brothers. He's everything that made the business big time. Hate him all you want. You know, you know about... I mean, to me, I would ask Martha to please. I know you're going to hate him forever, and you should. It's fine. Right. How dare I try to remove your personal feelings towards your husband's death? Right. Never. Never. But let Owen be remembered now, because all he's being remembered for in many ways by a lot of people, not all, wrestling purists know who he was in the ring and love him for it to this day, but all he's being <laughs> talked about is his fall, and and Vince, and Martha, and the family. What about the fact that he was so a great, great wrestler? Martha, Restore his Martha also wrestling says in a documentary dignity. that the WWE Hall of Fame is not a real Hall of Fame. Okay, fine. It's just a money grab. Where's the building? Totally get it. Can't stand the fact that there's no building. Totally get it. Money grab? Really? I mean, sure, fine. But does that mean that these wrestlers shouldn't be honored? Well, that's, that's over the, the years. Point. If you really, Andre the Giant shouldn't you be should, honored, you Pedro should Morales shouldn't allow be honored. Owen Hart should be honored. How about closure? Do it. How about closure? How about allow the fans have some closure with Owen Boy, Hart? I, yeah, please. I guess that's what I'm pleading for. 
Let's get back to the fact that he was a great wrestler and, and try to remember him more so for that than May 23rd, 1999, where that fan stood behind JR as JR was trying to break the news, and he's pointing at the ceiling, and I'm watching live, and I'm going, what just happened? You know, what just happened? All right, so I'm, I'm going to make a statement here. And correct me if I'm wrong. All right. So in the documentary, everybody talks about what a great wrestler Owen was. He was, you know, this thoroughbred and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Okay. Owen Hart doesn't die on that date, finishes out his career. Mm-hmm. Is he still remembered as being this great wrestler? You know what death does. Death, uh, that, death, I'm not asking you that. No, you know. I'm asking you. No, do, do I think he would have been remembered on a level that he's being remembered? Probably yes. not. Thank to you. To be very honest. I got to be You're honest asking me you. to be honest. I'm being honest about it. Probably you. not. You know? Is Owen Hart did not as, drag me to the, to the but arena. But thank God for Owen, though, that he wasn't booked during the days that we see today because Owen would probably wind up being like poor Dolph Ziggler. Here's a guy who can totally wrestle, but hey, gray area, gray area, gray area, gray area. I can't. I Look, mean, I'm not, I'm not, gonna Owen's, ta- I'm Owen, not tearing Owen apart, but I'm going to ask no. you. No. Did he have good mic skills? I liked I thought he was, he was pretty okay. Funny. No, I thought he, was, I thought he was fine. He was okay. I thought he was fine. Didn't think he was bad. No. Didn't go look at the stumbling, mumbling dude that they put a microphone in front of. No, I thought he was fine. I thought Owen Hart was an okay Super wrestler. solid. You know I liked Owen more than Brett. You know that. Which I'm is one crazy. of these weirdos. Which yeah, I'm one of these weirdos. Brett is clearly like the full package for the most part. I don't think Brett was that great on the mic either sometimes. How's that feel? You know? I've said that before. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. Look, compared to Ric Flair, I mean, if you want to start, you know, talking about guys who never done, like Macho Man the other day, I'm right. watching him. Uh, cup of coffee. Tito Santana, you're just a cup of coffee. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back. That's unbelievable. We'll get, the, we'll get back to Macho Man. Look, uh, I want to bring back one of my favorite no. parts of the show, no. which you hate. Why are you doing right? this? Why? It's called the most annoying pro wrestling <sighs> expert because there's sakes. so many of them out there. Oh, stop me now. Oh, so, God. Let's hit the clip. Wait a minute. I hear them. I hear them. <laughs> I can't anymore. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah. You've Thanks, seen Mike. Oge. Go ahead. Tell us all and about now, it. Are you ready to apologize? Your favorite clip. WWE marks who've said every all right. year. <laughs> how many years Thanks for leading me into that. WWE Hall of Fame. So and you've blamed Martha Hart. You this wrestling, wrestling fan, you know I just don't care. Wrestling fan says, hey, the wrestling expert. Okay. Right? Hall of Fame Mike Messier. Mike. One of our favorite wrestling like experts. Mike Messier. What's going on now? He's like, hey, you WWE marks. Now you know the truth, right? What's behind Owen Hart. Okay. Thoughts? I would expect Mike to take that. But Mike, is, look, let's be fair to Mike as Mike was fair with us when we, he was on the show with us. Right. Mike looks at things a certain way, and, and I'm not surprised that he felt that way about it. It doesn't surprise me. You know he hates Vince's guts. How can you expect him to take that? Dude, I would Isn't be shocked. Like fake it. news, though? No. Like, I, I got to yeah. tell you something. Dark Side of the Ring tells one side of the story that they want to tell. Fine. That's I mean, what they're let doing. me ask you something. I bet you Mike knows that, too. Wait a minute. Martha <laughs> Hart, Martha <laughs> Hart takes that. $18 million. Yeah. Takes $18 True. million. True. Fine. Don't you think that deserves to be looked into a little more? In what way, though? Hey, I look, mean, if, if it was about the redemption of your husband... I'm sure you're telling me that money is the you're telling me everybody's got what you wanted to do. Take nothing. I tell you what, just redeem my husband. Wait a minute. minute, Wait a minute. (laughs) On the on the documentary. Okay. She said that Vince McMahon offered to pay for the funeral. 
Right. Right? Okay. All right. But she wanted nothing to do with him. Okay. Right? All right. She wants none of his dirty money, right? But she'll take she's the a devil. Million. But she took the 18 mil. Did she clean it when she received it? I have no idea. Very interesting. I just have a problem with that whole thing. Very interesting. I understand why she took the 18 I bet you. I bet it's a good thing she got it then. You can't go now. All the laundromats are closed. You can't wash the money. Here's a fact of the matter. What, your laundromat's open in your town? Boy, you you got it made. Go on. The, the problem I got with the... Were <laughs> you stopping already? Oh, my God. God. Like laundromat. Oh, Everything's my closed. God. Wake up. Go on. So what's the problem? She, she Look, took the 18 million. She, the 18 she washed million. it clean. And how about this? How about this? Let's add this onto it that people don't know about because people don't do their homework. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I know you do. Hart sued Lumar. That's the makers of the clip. Right. Okay. Right. But guess what? What? When she found out that WWE was going to sue Lumar, yeah, she dropped her case against Lumar. Went totally after the WWE. Why? And she had some kind of agreement with Lumar. With Lumar. Yeah. Oh, they were going to double team and gangbang. And by the way, for people that uh, for that people that want to know, these this is stuff you can look up. You can right. read it. That's all I did, right? Right. I didn't want to get too deep into it. Okay. Right. You know what the worst part is? Is what if Owen actually accidentally did detach the cable? I always wonder about that. There was nobody there filming the whole thing. It was. It was. Oh, what if that did happen? Oy. They, I know, they, know? They, did, they, they did say they ran a test run Whew. through it. Man, oh, man. And it worked. Right. Right? Right. Look, I don't want to put blame on Owen Hart, man. And I don't want to put no, blame on No, I don't Hart. know. And I don't want know? to put blame on his children. Right. Okay? Right. But, again, to blame the WWE and Vince McMahon solely for right. what went on here. They right. didn't force Owen Hart hey, if to God... go to the top of that arena right. and come down. Right. And if, God forbid, anything that have happened to Sting... In WCW, uh-huh. was Ted Turner the steaming pile of piece of shit, and it's all his fault that Sting, you know, God forbid something happened to Sting. So, in the documentary, dropped down Michaels in, in the, the documentary, Farrow, they talk about how he trusted everything to be okay. He felt safe. Right. Right? But they also, some things that people missed is that they wanted him to do an angle with Deborah McMichael that he was fooling around with her, and he refused Please. because he didn't believe in that type of stuff. Okay. So, you didn't have to wear the blue blazer outfit. Right. You didn't have to climb to the top of the arena. I hate you didn't have to do all that stuff, right. but you did. So at some point, I understand, does Owen Hart have responsibility for his own death? I, ooh, boy, that's a tough call. I mean, if it was a, if it was faulty, listen, what gets forgotten about is, is how many times did he swing down from the Raptors as, as the Blue Blazer? Probably more than once. So he was already used to it. He had done it several, you know, who knows how many times he did it. Um... I can't, again, like I just said, it. like we don't know if he accidentally dis, dishooked the, uh, the apparatus. You get in a plane. I don't know. You get in a plane. I can't. You're going to jump out of a plane. Yeah. You have to shoot on, and Listen, the shoot I'm... malfunctions. Are you somewhat responsible for that happening? Dude, I got to admit, to me, it's, you know what? If you really want to keep it simple, remember when our friends used to go bungee jumping? Sure. Dude, you never would see me with a damn bungee cord around my ankle because I always felt like, oh, yeah, sure, it's fun. Oh, it must be a rush when you bounce down and you come back up after falling a couple of hundred feet. You know what? All it takes is that one time, and that's why you never saw me with those damn things on my ankle dropping myself from a bridge in Hoboken. So we, we no. can, so we can agree that this was tragic. Yes. We can agree that Martha Hart and her family have a right to hate Vince McMahon because sure. she's angry. Absolutely. She had a right to take the $18 million. Absolutely. Okay. But my feeling is she doesn't have the right 
not to allow the fans to celebrate Owen Hart. I agree with okay? that. Okay? And I think she doesn't have the right to solely blame Vince McMahon and the WWE for right. what happened to Owen the Hart. Ap- the company, the apparatus company, has to take heat for that. And by the way, Bret Hart has already gone pretty much on record asking Martha to stop and let Owen be honored. So we're not saying anything that outlandish that would really, you know, get the indie people to light their turnbuckles on fire. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Rah! You know, so so I think we've kept it. All pretty I'm saying real here. is, like, stop skewing things one way. Right, right. right. Mike Messier, I appreciate your comments, oh, pal. Yeah. But stop skewing it one way. Right. Okay, because well, it's wrong. No, it's wrong. Well, I knew I knew Mike would do that though, because this is how Mike feels about it. This is listen again. At the end of the day, it's all speculation. We have as much of a right to our opinion sure. as he does his. The end. You know what I mean? But it makes for great talk, though. It does. It sure does. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Be right back. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. Well, it just keeps getting worse, Farrow. Does it? What On the now? morning of May 20th, 2011, this is bad. Randy Savage died at the age of 58 after suffering a sudden heart attack while driving his wife in Florida. He became unresponsive and lost control of his Jeep Wrangler, crashing into a tree. This was literally one day anniversary yesterday of right. his death. Right. Um, not one year, one you know, just a day off the anniversary. Um, right. Thoughts on the Macho Man, Mr. Farrow? Mr. Macho Man. Well, as you know, the other day. <laughs> 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 it's just by coincidence, too, because i got to be honest, I wasn't aware we were approaching it. You know, right. I don't have a calendar of wrestlers' birthdays and, and demises. Do you remember or... the day he died? Yeah, I do. I do. But just the other day, I was, uh, you know, Wisteria Hall was getting ready to do a little composing. Mm. And uh, I hit the whiskey, as you mentioned. Metallica has an excellent whiskey, folks, called Blackened. Buy it! But, uh, blackened. Blackened. It's excellent. Really? They did a great job. Yeah, they I brought it. Try that. They brought in a master distiller with a legendary status and uh-huh. uh, let it age, and it's fantastic. Sure. But anyway, a few shots in, you know, we're watching uh, some wrestling, because we always do. Bart, by the way, is now entering uh, over six years as a wrestling. Fan, wow! Is, Congratulations, dude, that happened, Bart. That happened fast because we were doing the you math. You joined the list of long losers yeah. <laughs> in your professional wrestling. Congratulations, oh my, what does Bart! That make us? You are now a oh my loser. god! Woohoo! But uh, you know, we we I don't know. I guess we just started uh, watching some Macho Man clips and interviews and and highlights from his career, like with the coffee cup mm. and the and the cups of cream that he was putting into Gene Okerlund's uh, pocket. You know, oh, the cream always rises. Yeah. Uh, it was just hilarious, but then of course they showed him, uh, you know, Elizabeth, will you marry me? And the Pharaoh turns into a big fag. Oh, the <laughs> Oh my God! Ah, a couple of shots, you start getting all emotional, and so, and and then Bart said the greatest thing. He's like, "Man, wrestling used to truly be great, huh?" Here's a guy who's only been watching six years, but all he needs to do is see a clip 
of Randy Macho Man Savage doing his thing, whether it's a promo, whether it's his athleticism, whether it's his storytelling mm-hmm. in the ring, his charisma, his immeasurable energy, he knew just by seeing a clip from 19-whatever, 80-something. Boy, wrestling used to be truly great, huh? You know? My memories, of Macho, Macho, Man. My memories of Macho Man 2, my favorite memories was WrestleMania 2, which I was at the Coliseum against George Steele. Right. But that was kind of your first... You know, he was the Intercontinental Champion at that point, and he was coming into his own. But that was my first taste of the real Macho Man. Mm. But still to this day, what gives me chills, WrestleMania Five. Oh. I hate you Hulk Hogan interview. Oh, my God. Best the ever. emotion that's behind that. Yeah. The pain and the anger. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. It's almost like the karate. It's almost karate kiddish, right? So, you know, when you look at karate kid, right? Ralph Macchio, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen the videos, right? Mm-hmm. He gets beat up. You, you've seen the karate kid, I've seen right? seen the film, But if sure. you look at it, right? Ralph Macchio's character in Karate Kid, you know, think about what he did. He stole the dude's girlfriend. Mm. He comes into town. He makes a soccer team. Hmm. You know, all these things, you know, he... Uh, Goes in and he, he pours them all full of water while they're trying to smoke weed, right? Ralph Macho did a lot of bad things that deserved to get his ass kicked. To the character, to Macho Man's character, Hulk Hogan was the perfect kid. Everyone loved Hulk Hogan. Well, not just that. I he, hate you, Hulk Hogan. He had Hulk his hands Hogan. on his woman, right, on her buttocks. This is, this is carried her. Did on he the really? Was shoulder? He got the, well, I remember the shoulder. Do you remember? Carrying. The, do you remember? The he slow, did not like the shoulder carry. Do you remember the, the slow, slow burn. build? Oh my oh, god, it was my the greatest build god. ever. I, it just it took months, and you salivated every week, wondering when it was going to get to that final moment of. Didn't he attack him in the dressing room? Did you think we've had Lanny Poffo in studio a couple yeah. of times? Uh, Lanny's a great guy. Did you think about Lanny yeah. during this time? Of course, I thought about Lanny. I thought I thought about Lanny the other day when I was being a wuss, watching him ask Elizabeth Macho ask Elizabeth to marry him. I thought about Lanny. What'd you think about? I think Lanny's gone through a lot of shit. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I think. I also find it interesting that and he didn't say this on on on. Uh, the interviews, but he said it in, in passing because we've, we've spent some time with Lanny. Right. thought it was interesting that the, the first time that Macho developed the voice in front of Lanny as he encouraged him using Pampiro Furpo as the, um, the launching pad to give him a, a style to do on the mic, I thought it was really cool that Lanny mentioned that that was the last time he ever heard his brother's regular voice because the second he figured out how to talk like Macho Man, he stayed in that voice the rest of his life. This is a guy who lived his angle. He lived the gimmick. He lived. He lived the gimmick. He's, and I think that's why we both like MJF. By mm, the way, absolutely, because he lives the gimmick. You know. So I will say this: what I learned from Lanny, mostly okay. in the interviews we had with him, mm-hmm. is Randy's love for his family. Yeah. His love for his dog, yeah. Hercules. Right. Remember he yeah. told the story about Hercules and mm-hmm. where he wanted Hercules' ashes to be buried. <laughs> but how about his father? Like massive the respect. anger. He had when um, yep. Angelo yep. Poffo, Pat Patterson wouldn't allow Angelo Poffo into that battle, battle royal, royal at the Meadowlands. Right. Right? Which I've really, quite honestly, never understood why they didn't let him. There was obviously personal bullshit going on there. He had every right to be pissed. Well. You know? That's what I got. But anyway, from. you know, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest personalities. And to be honest with you, all the things that he did for... He talked about George Steinbrenner, what he did for all those kids. Mm-hmm. Every Christmas. That's a guy who left this earth too soon. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Could you imagine if we would have had Randy Savage in studio with us? Yeah, I can. Do you think he would have liked us? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Because he, he realizes is that, you know, Randy was a straight shooter. At least that's what I gathered. Mm. He didn't take any shit. Mm. And uh, he would probably be able to tell we don't take any either. And, uh, you know, I think he would have enjoyed our approach to things because it's not too sugar-coated. Randy wasn't very sugar-coated in yeah. my mind at all. You know, well, hey, here's a weird question, real quick, before we finish on Savage. Do you think his WCW career was a bust? Yes. Interesting. Tell me why. Well, first, I will tell you, I was a huge fan of Randy Savage's for a very long time, even through the military. Big oh, fan of his. Sure. Um, again, you live your gimmick. So when Randy broke off and became like cowboy, like Macho King, great mm-hmm. gimmick. I loved it. Right? Sherry. Cowboy hat, Savage. Not, not a fan, so huh? good. Not a fan, huh? WCW Savage, not so good. I will tell you, hmm. when he returned back with Gorgeous George, all jacked up on the juice with mm-hmm. his little ponytail. Okay. Uh, <laughs> became a fan. Became, <laughs> a, became, became a fan of his. Yeah, well, I think Gorgeous George helped you along the way, though. No, yeah. uh, that would that would make a difference. You know? But do you think he was a failure in WCW? Um. Well, you know me, the nerdy guy with the back of the baseball card thing. I sure. think he won five WCW World Championships, I think. So as far as the back of the baseball card, okay, he went where he was supposed to go. And I'm okay with that. And that made sense from a booking sense. He's got to be champion multiple times if you're going to bring him in. He still had enough left in the tank. I still, I think Vince was wrong to make him want to just retire. Don't you think that was wrong? He had plenty left to wrestle. Like, let's say Vince had continued pushing him over the years or something. I guess there was no way, right, with the attitude ever coming? He was just moving he didn't out translate, the dude. old guys and bringing in the newer guys. Yeah, I guess not. You know what I did like from him? I remember one episode very clearly where Randy sat in the middle of that ring with a chair and took the show over and held it hostage. I want to talk to Bischoff. I'm not leaving. He, like, literally sat there, and, like, people would try to come in. He was... But that was later, that was later that was Randy, savage. right? That was I can't later remember Randy, exactly when that was right this nerdy second, but I remember that being an awesome segment. Look... Savage is Savage is great, incredible, brilliant. I just you brilliant. know the, the brilliant the WCW part of it. I didn't think was as good as the not nearly as good as the WWE right. part. I mean, of we it, clearly but... know that guys like Mister Perfect's WCW career didn't come close to his WWE career. No, not at you all. Know? But Macho, I thought did okay in WCW. I don't think it's as bad as some people make it out to be. I don't think it was bad. I just think it was. Listen, not let me tell good. you this. I'm wrong to say this. What by him going over there, he made them. Real, he got them in the game. He helped get them in yeah. the game for sure. For yeah. sure. So Absolutely. for me to say that, it, 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 I'm I'm probably wrong is what I'm trying to say to you. He, eh. he made a difference, right? Right, but you're not wrong if your personal opinion is is that his run in WCW paled in comparison to his run with the great you know run he had with Vince. Well, look again, I think we've had some wrestlers that have come on and said, "Hey, look, Hillbilly Jim said it right." Mm-hmm. Macho Man was Macho Man, right? But Elizabeth made Macho Man also. Boy, does he treat her like poo! And in those interviews the other day, when I'm sitting there, he was crapping so, so, all over. So think Elizabeth. about this: you've served Apart, your time. Elizabeth, Go to the back. When Elizabeth moves on. Oh my God, he's killing her. When Elizabeth moved on, so did mm-hmm. Macho Man. They were a team. They were right. together. Hey, Dark Side of Ring, Episode One. Right. The Elizabeth Macho Man story. Right. They, they're two of the same. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm, uh, you know, we've discussed this before too. I don't think Savage would have been as great as he was without her. Oh, he he definitely bacon and eggs. Hard to disagree. She helped catapult him. Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing wrong ignorant, with that either. By the way, ignorant to think anything less. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing right. wrong with it. Oh, she was fantastic. All right, with that, we're going to take a commercial break.
de vlammen. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, seen here every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York. All right, bro, we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Oh, we're going to lighten it up? All right. All right. That should be fun. WWE Network? Yeah. Undertaker, last ride. Hey, I, f I finally saw part one today. Yay. What a, yeah, some nerd I am. I, I finally saw part one today. I thought it was fantastic. This is why... All these fake filmmakers Ooh. must understand fake why they filmmakers. are not in the big time. There's the difference between WWE production and the shit that you see on these whiny, whiny indie film bullshit mm. that everybody throws out there. Right. I mean, look, you watched episode one. Yes. Give me your feedback. <sighs> Top shelf. Everything about it. Whether it's the, uh, the the music, whether it's the, let's the start way it's there. edited. Let's start there. And we, I know what to get get, let's, let's, about let's, editing. Let's give so, some Monty yeah. and Faro advice to these indie documentary makers. Hmm. Number one, you heard Faro. Music. Oh, yeah. Have the right music. Yep. Have emotional music yep. bringing you up and down, yep. right? The music should always pull you in different directions depending on the scene. It depends on the scene. The music can make or break a scene. If you've got the same monotone music going the whole way through a film, it's going to be really hard to pull the emotion out of the viewer watching either in the theater or at home. The music was fantastic for Taker. The editing was fantastic. But the most important thing was is The Undertaker's massive, massive respect for the guy everybody loves to hate was amazing. Undertaker absolutely loves Vince McMahon. So go ahead, you marks. Go shit on him now. So have th fun. That's a great point, Farrell. Have fun. So all these Vince McMahon haters. He adores his how come how come we're not getting any videos from Mike Messier about what Undertaker? I don't know. Right? How You'd come? have to ask Mike. Or any listen, I'm not picking on Mike. No, what I'm trying to say no, is fine. You know why they don't do it? I'm just trying to be Because you know. they're smart. Yeah. Because they know if they attack well, Undertaker. Right. Listen, people what, are going to shit all over them, right? No matter what your agenda is, whether it's our side, whether it's another side, whatever, you got to make sure that you've got something to back it. Are you going to pick something like, if you hate Vince McMahon, are you going to pick Undertaker's love for him? Oh, no, of course not, because like you just said, you're going to look pretty silly. Well, let's, let's, you know? let's, let's, gonna look let's pretty take some silly. key points about The Undertaker. You know? One, yeah. name this kid after Vince McMahon. Right. Name this kid after Vince McMahon. That's love. Right? That's respect. Number two said yeah. he would, well, his wife right. said she he, came across awesome, by the way. She did, by the boy, way. Boy, oh, boy, did yeah. she come across awesome on this. That Mark, quote, would take a bullet yeah. for Vince McMahon. Now, think about what they went through. The Montreal screw job. Mm -hmm. The Owen Hart death. Right. Right? So many things. So many things. So many different things. The, that the, the Monday Night Wars. Taker stayed loyal. Right? He stayed loyal. He stayed so, loyal. So if Vince was really a dirtbag, right, right, I don't see Taker throwing his morals away for a bad man if that's what you're getting at. And, and look, he could have went to WCW, you know, right? You know what I love? My favorite scene in this in part one, which I caught today. My favorite scene when he fought Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, 
And it was weird. When they were showing him fighting Roman Reigns, they showed the part where Roman tried to reverse the tombstone and give a tombstone to Undertaker yeah. himself, but Undertaker wasn't in couldn't the shape, it. forcing Roman to attempt to deadlift him, which he couldn't. And I was going to myself, why are they showing him messing up? That's weird. But the beauty of it was they explained that because you got to have patience sometimes as a viewer, you know? So the next thing they do is, is they show Taker after the match. And what I loved about this was this documentary... You can see the pressure on Taker's face as a performer, as a human being, before the match. You can see it in his eyes. He's so intense. He so wants to do well, as he said, for his company, for his boss, for himself, his family. How about the fans? He's got these things. How about the fans? He's got all of this going on in his mind. One wrong step. They're all watching. This is so important. My legacy, blah, blah, blah. What I loved were two things after the match where he struggled, and they showed him struggling after the match. He comes back to that dressing room. He looks deliriously, two things, happy and relieved that that he can now relax. He's done his job. He's performed. Vince McMahon comes into his dressing room, and all Taker wants to know is, are you happy? Mm. And Vince says, yes, I am. And Taker hugs him and says, that's all that matters. And people wonder why Undertaker is considered the Derek Jeter of his locker room or the Thurman Munson. People wonder why he's so loyal to Vince and Vince so loyal to him. Vince has got just as many reasons to be loyal to Taker as Taker does to him. This is, this is an amazing marriage that has lasted 30 years. How evil is Vince McMahon? Ah, I have a hard time with that when I see the way Taker appreciates and respects him. Yeah. And you're right. Where are all those keyboard guys to destroy Mark Calloway? Go ahead. Call him a homer. Go ahead. Yeah. Call him a brown noser. Go That's ahead. Right. Say you took the money all these years. By the way, I love how Taker cuts them all off at the sphincter and says... Yeah, I can only work once or twice a year. Yeah, I do feel guilty that I could be taking somebody else's spot, but I know that I work hard, I put up, the seats get filled, the show goes on, and I'm the damn Ozzy Osbourne of this heavy metal scene. So yeah, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I was going to get ready to watch part two, but the Pharaoh had to take a nap. For the show, he, power nap. Taker, Taker, more was, like an unconscious nap. But that's a whole take, other story. Taker was not on the right. Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. He wasn't. No, he was not. Wow, why but, is that? Because but, Hogan, Flair, The Rock, and uh, Austin are just so, <laughs> so. But, but uh, no, I'm going to tell you. Faces I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Certain eras. I'm going to tell know? you what though. He's the consistent. He's now, face. now he's officially on my Mount Rushmore. He's the consistent. Once you face. get the, once I see the one thing I got right. One thing, like, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Undertaker, what they're both like e- with each other. Yeah, they want to make sure that when you spent your hundred dollars for your seat or right. your two hundred dollars, right? right? Yeah. They gave you everything they had. How about this little nugget? And I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. I don't know how this never came out, or maybe it has, and I didn't catch it. The Undertaker went into the Hell in the Cell match. Went in to the Hell in the Cell match with Foley with a broken foot. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then he dropped from the cage and landed on those two feet, one of them broken. How about... I, what? How about, hey, here's a telling statement. Yeah, wrestling's fake. Here's yeah, a, here's, okay. Here's a Whatever. telling statement. Scott Hall's been in studio. Yeah. His quote, he was oh, watching one match with The Undertaker yeah. behind the curtain. Yeah. He watched the match and said... I got no problem with that guy making more money than me. <laughs> funny and for Scott, Scott Hall to say that, that, that it's funny yeah. how it always goes to the wallet with Scott, though. Hey, that guy deserves to make more than me. It's pretty funny. That? 
I don't know. That was hey, boo-boo. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't even trying to freaking imitate him. So, anyway, I just, again, I, 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 terrible. I, I, I have to, I have to, again, I have to say, like, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna say things, stay consistent. Right. Because if you hate Vince McMahon, then you better as well hate The Undertaker. Right. Okay, right. period. Right. End of No, I don't story. have to. He's a wrestler and a character, and I'm into the character. I don't have to. Vince no. is mean. <laughs> I can't anymore. Whatever, well, with that, man. we're going to take a quick commercial break. Picture's more complicated than you think. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Konkuma. All right, bro. Yeah. After seeing viewership bounce back a week ago, Raw is going in the wrong direction again, averaging 1.75 million viewers Monday. Uh, that is was the lowest rating in Raw history that came one week after a Raw lowest ever non-holiday rating. Ew. Farrow. Yeah? All right. The program rebounded on May 11th with 1.9 million viewers as Becky Lynch announced her pregnancy. So proving, I think we talked, that Becky probably still has the goods. Yeah, right? well, if she's adding 200... 50,000 plus, quarter of a million plus view. Yeah, okay. Here's the deal, Farrow. How, yeah. how do you fix wrestling? T- what would the Farrow What, the way do? it is right now? Are we doing it under current COVID-19 television restrictions? Sure, I mean, why not? Well, here's one thing I would do. Can we stop having them jump on the turnbuckle and do their poses in front of no one? Can we stop that? That does not work right now. It works when there's... 20, 40, 60,000 people, and you can do your thing and get a response. Does it work in the... AEW? No. With, the, with, their, with their wrestlers no. around? No, 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 no. We need right now fast pace. Fast. There's no, there's no audience. So I would go with fast pace. Um, I don't like the posing to the crowd. There is no crowd, so get rid of that. Uh, promos got to count more so than ever. You got to be interesting. Why can't they be interesting? And I hate the gray matter. There's way too much gray matter. The 50-50 booking was already torture torture to us as traditional wrestling fans when the when the crowd was there. Now we've got gray booking with even less of a response cuz there's no crowd. It's just change your writing, sharpen it up fast, make the pace faster. You got to go a little more old school. I still think AEW is translating a little bit better, but I, that's because I get to hear Jericho a lot. So I, I personally think that they should just totally bring back the squash match, right? They seem to be starting that. I mean, listen, I got to be honest with you. With AEW, every time Marco stunts in a match and he's right. got his ass kicked, yeah. it's like it's great to watch. Is it? I, I, I love it. Okay. And you know, look, back in the day when we watched Midnight Wrestling, right? Yeah. The bad guys would squash. These jobbers are yeah, but Frankie job. Williams was two hundred and thirty pounds. Marco's thirty. Well, regardless, the point I guess the point to, is that you have these squash matches, and look, if you you know maybe today's generation doesn't want to follow our generation, oh. have one main event match that has interest. Okay, but put over the other talent until you have a live crowd again, at least. Right, uh, you know. Um, 
look, man, I just I think that you have to have the scrub match and then can the interview. Stop with the live interviews in the ring. Have a can interview with Gene, like the Gene Oakland interview. Right. Right? They don't and, have and, a Gene and, Oakland. And only have your real stars doing those type of interviews. Right. And just have your guys that you want to build because you think there's a future. Right. Have those squash matches. How about less pay-per-views? How about making it count a little bit more when you have a pay-per-view? It allows you more time to develop your storylines. At least AEW's got that. I'll give them that. And you know I don't go out handing out compliments to AEW, but I do prefer the fact that the pay-per-views, there's ample time to build up a feud. So then it's funny. So you bring that up. Are you going to be buying a pay-per-view this weekend? <sighs> of course not. <laughs> because I don't give a flying fuck about certain aspects of the company. I'm talking about... Now, would I have done it for Vince? If he built it up correctly? Yeah, probably. I was raised on Vince. Was I raised on AEW? No. <laughs> What am I running to? Orange Cassidy? Marco stunted growth, according to Jim Cornette? That was his line. Get mad at him. Yeah, fuck it. He'll tell you to fuck off anyway. You know? Good for you, Jim. No, seriously, though. I mean... Oh, my God. I don't know. This has got to be, you know... By the way, that's the best way to build it up. Would you buy it? Fuck no. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, ask for my opinion. This is it. But don't forget, opinions are just like assholes. All right, ay, ay, ay. My Nah, new, my... what are you going to do to fix wrestling? Smarty pants. I like I said, I would have the squash. Everybody matches, should wear right? a red fedora. We'd wear. Okay. I'll tell you, perfect. I'll tell you. Here's another. So, AEW <laughs> when they have these these beat up matches. Look, yeah, I'm going to like tell you them. what. I like them. Carry and cross. Carry and cross. Fall and pray, brother. Yeah. That match awesome. on Wednesday. Oh, that was great. Him destroying that beating. guy. That was meant. How friggin'? You don't need a competitive match. Right. And kudos. To the, whoever the guy, the enhancement uh, talent. At least guy. That he guy was, took a beat. At like least a man. it was Angelo Gomez size. Yeah, but he wasn't Marco Stunt. But he took a beating. He should. That was perfect. Carrion Cross. How do you feel about that name? I don't mind it. It's you okay. don't mind it? Where's Killer? Why couldn't they get Killer Cross? What, TNA? What's wrong with Carrion Cross, dude? And the promos? Him and uh, what's the girl's name? Scarlet? Yeah, yeah, I know you like her. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did object, though. I told you earlier today that I wish Champa wouldn't right away be the first guy he fights. They should be building up to those two monsters. We were talking about that today. I think it's great. You're going to go in that pay-per-view. There'll be a double disqualification. You really think they'll do that? Absolutely. There can't be a clear-cut winner in that He gets a pinfall over Champa. I don't it's not ha- is... But they're saying it can't happen like that. Okay. Have a nice fallout brawl All and right. just continue on and go your own separate ways, okay. right? All but right. Uh, I got to tell you something. Oh, he's beelining for that... the NXT title, that guy. Dude. He's got, he's a... At this point, does it matter if you're in Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, in your opinion? That's another thing that bothers me. I'm not so sure. And, and let me ask you this. You know, okay, the women's wrestling's here. It's here. What was the main event on NXT this week? What was it? It was uh, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Lo Shirai or something like yeah, that? Right, I don't yeah. care. This is the main event. I don't care. And no, it's not a sexist comment. Yeah, I bro, I got to be honest. Don't I got to be honest with Give you. Give me something. The WWE certainly feels that Charlotte is the one to carry the load now. I She's so. on every show SmackDown, so. Raw, NXT. I, oh, I don't mind that they chose Charlotte to, you know, to. Get a lot of limelight. That not makes the sense, woman. But... I'm talking about. She is the face of the company. Well, there's another problem. When you have no Macho Mans and you have no Roddy Pipers and you have no Hulk Hogan's and you have no Mick Foley's or Takers or whatever, I guess that's a problem. 
Uh, to me, it's a problem. Well, that, that's that's the other problem that I would fix wrestling with. So watching a bunch of Piper Pits, right? I was telling you. Mm-hmm. When the whole thing Pitt. went down with Cindy Lauper, yeah. right? When she fights them or attacks Albano and they pull her off, the show ended. Right. You wanted to tune in, watch. Right. Next week. Right. right. When Stone Cold and Tyson had their fight and oh, McMahon's doing they that, they went off thing. the air. That they was went insane. off the air. You couldn't wait till Monday to come. I told again. you how disappointed I am with the WWE the way they've handled SmackDown on Fox. Every week it's a Baron Corbin ending with nothing that makes me want to tune in the next week. How could you make Baron Corbin the center and focus of every closing SmackDown? That's terrible. That is terrible. I don't want to tune in the next week, and that's why these numbers are going down. My whole point, I think you just go a little more old school, have a couple of cliffhangers. You know what I mean? Right. You know, look, the wrestling fan's enduring a lot, too, in turn. And so is the wrestler, right? Sure. They got to kind of do this skidded comic book stuff now. And, right. And, and we're, we're allowing, we're saying, oh, it's okay. Except for the wrestling experts who get angry over it. Okay. I mean, look, you really can't do anything different now. Mm-hmm. The only thing, if you want to be a pure wrestling deal, then you have to just have squash matches mm-hmm. the whole time through. Have one main event with two top guys. They fight. And and just wait for the crowds to come back. Right. Because But we've always said that we need more definitively clear cut who's good, who's not. That's right. Enough gray area. There's too much gray area. Whether it's Dolph Ziggler, whether it's Bobby Roode, whether it's uh guys that they flirt with like an Apollo Cruz going up and down between Scrub or I might be good someday. Stop. What are you? I want to know what I'm looking at. I want to get a feel for the product. I mean, when you look at the major leagues every year, you know the Yankees are good, and the other th- there's three teams at the bottom that suck shit. It doesn't stop you from watching it or loving it, but it certainly doesn't confuse you. I'll tell you that. WWE point. booking does nothing but confuse you. And so does AEW. They do the same shit. Great point. And stop already with the retreads. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, here's the reason. Since we're on it now, here's the reason why I'm not going to buy the damn pay-per-view on Sunday. I got Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper in the main event. Oh, we're new. We're original. We're cutting edge. Your WWE retreads. Your retreads. Well, and I'm going to freaking go running to the set for that. It doesn't mean that I don't like either wrestler or they don't kick ass or they're not good. It doesn't interest me. What's the payoff? I'd much rather see Killer Cross go for the NXT title. That's right, Karrion Cross or whatever his name is. He's interesting to me. Well, with that, episode three is in the books, my God. friend. Uh, wonderful show. Great job Thank today. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank it you. Fantastic. It was nice just having me and you here to banter what we do best, and that's talk about pro wrestling. Not too bad. And I awesome. want to thank uh, Indie Music TV, uh, a fine station who's producing our show. What? These microphones. Hey. The setup. Thank you, guys. You guys really have yeah, your shit together. They I really, really do. That. We really do really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Anyway, Monty and the Pharaoh can be seen on YouTube, Facebook Live on the Monty and the Pharaoh homepage, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Channel 115, every Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m., and again for the early risers on Saturday from 6.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. That's him. Next week, we have Hall of Famer WWE Tony, Mr. USA Atlas, or maybe we'll call him Saba Simba. No, you call him that. I hate that. Anyway. This is he is... going to bring the big Saba Simba stick again? i got to ask him. Oh, no, don't. Anyway, we've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. This is Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. Until next week with Mr. USA. Later.